This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got before that? Who's our winner for the Trojan tickets? I told you I can't. I'm, I have uh, a hard time uh, Montserrat is her last name or no, his last name. No, that's her first name. Oh, first that. name. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I said I, I don't know how to pronounce it properly to do it justice. So okay. So what is the person's me. last name? Oliva. Montserrat Oliva. Congrats. She was really, really, really excited, too. Congratulations, young yeah, lady. Not, man. I was I was happy to hear somebody express so much joy for winning something, because a lot of times people call and be like, what did I win? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, but you know what, Lindsay? Last night when we were at the Angels game, we met several listeners who were super stoked. They were driving down the road. They heard that, you know, caller number seven right now. They called in. They kept calling, kept calling. They were happy when you picked up the phone and said, hey, you're a winner. People were stoked last night to be at the Angels game, regardless of how many people were there or what the vibe was. People were Stoked to hang out in that Coors Light area. It's great. So yeah, if you're winning awesome. USC tickets, have a great time this Saturday. I wish I could join you. I love that you almost didn't give away the tickets where we were supposed to. Well, yeah. You know, the thing is, is that we have these things, and like I open it up, right. and it's got like both liners in it, Yeah, and I just read the first one. You did Not- a Ron Burgundy. But again, Cap, yeah. we've been doing this for a while now, and I feel like it, it. unless you have it zoomed in so far to where you can't see the next line, it's very obvious on the page that there are two things listed there. Actually, it's there's not at all. When I click on the link, it opens up as liner I'm going to click on this link. And then I have to scroll all the way down to see liner seven, so I didn't see that on my screen. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what you're viewing it as, but like I don't know. To me, it, it doesn't open that way, yeah. so I don't know. Well, anyway, long story short, you Ron Burgundy did, but we saved it. Yeah, I mean, I read the, hey, you can win, versus, hey, now's the time to win. Right. And well, we, we and Montserrat Olivo won, so congratulations yes. to her. Way to go. Mazel yeah. tov. Yeah. So tonight, the Santa Monica up here will light up in purple and gold saw this. in honor of Mamba Day, the yeah. unofficial LA celebration of Kobe Bryant, of course. Pacific Park's 90-foot-tall Ferris wheel will light up with LA plus heart plus 24 and LA plus a heart plus 8 along with displays of gold and purple colors and a whole bunch of varieties of patterns and transitions. And the display, which will begin at sunset slash around 730, is going to continue flashing all night on the Ferris wheel until midnight. So if you want to go take a pic of that, go check it out. That is cool. sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds really cool. I mean, I'm sure it'll be blasted all over social media. I'll check it out. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Yeah, I want to sprinkle in more of those Kobe sound bites, man. Yeah, I was just going to do that right now, actually. So, uh, Funchy, you've got uh, the control of all those Kobe sound bites we found. And, you know, look, everybody's playing the stuff, like, from his games and all that. And, look, maybe there's some basketball-related stuff in here in these conversations. But we wanted to hear from Kobe, right, to commemorate him and memorialize him and honor him by hearing his actual voice on Mamba Day. His birthday was yesterday. Mamba Day was today. So the crew, everyone included here, kind of uh, chipped in on finding some of the some of the sound bites that we found. So, Funchy, what is the next sound bite from uh, Kobe? We got Kobe talking about Mamba mentality. We, we know all about Mamba mentality. We hear it all, you know, throughout the town and yeah. about Kobe and right. just the will not to quit. So this is Kobe on Mamba mentality. Understanding that no matter what discipline you're in, doesn't matter you, whether you're a writer or, or a basketball player or 
uh, coder. Um, there's a common denominator in how we approach our craft, the attention to detail, the level of commitment, right? Um, those things are the same across the board, right? So that is my message. Don't look at what I did, but look at how I did it, right? The how. And then you can really transfer that over into any profession in any discipline. That's Mamba mentality. Well, that's beautifully said, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree. Funchy, okay. you also have another one that's a funny one. It's DeMar DeRozan telling a story about playing against Kobe. Yes. Uh, he, he used to, for people that don't know, he always wore Kobe shoes. Mm -hmm. He still does, too. He still does. Correct. Yeah. But in this one game, he wore Jordans, I believe. And he's going against Kobe. He, right. doesn't want, he didn't want to show him his respect. <laughs> so this is what happened. So my whole career, I always wore Kobe's. And I remember it was it was a time I played against Vince Carter earlier in my career. And he was like, man, you you wear those when you play versus Kobe? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fucking, I ain't wearing them next time I'm playing Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't about to have no mental edge on me. So I remember wearing some Jordan 10s. We walked out on the court. He looked at me and said, the fuck you got on your feet? <laughs> he just shook his head at me. End up killing him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can look the up. Yeah, you yeah. can look it up. He ended up tearing the ass up. I remember he had the game winning shot, but before the game winning shot, they called a timeout. He walked past and said, You know, y'all left me too much time, right? <laughs> Came out, hit the game winning shot. Walking off the court, he said, Yeah, don't wear them <laughs> ever again. <laughs> I've never put on a pair of Jordans again. That's funny, actually. That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, by you the way, that was the Paul George podcast that yeah, DeMar DeRozan was I'm on. I'm glad you told me because I, I had not heard that, and I, that, that sounds like the kind of story that I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into. But, George, you know, it makes me feel like today um, when everybody is kind of celebrating Kobe Bryant's life is um, it just sort of today, and I, I don't mean to get like overly philosophical with everybody, but stick with me for a second here. Mm -hmm. George, if you went outside today, was the sun shining? Uh, yes. Was the wind blowing? Yes, it was. Were the were the leaves on the trees moving as a result? Correct. People driving in their cars? Mm hmm Waves crashing on the beach? Yep. Here's my point. This is all going to happen whether Kobe Bryant is currently on this earth or not. And by the way, the same is true for all of us. You feel what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. Like, the same is true for all of us. Um, the wind is going to blow. The sun is going to shine. The waves are going to crash on the beach. And all of that's going to happen with us or without us. Does that make sense? Because that's all happening now with or without us. Does this? You guys understand what I'm getting the, at here? Are you just kind of giving us a life also just keeps going, right? I, like the yeah, world continues to move regardless of regardless. what happens to each individual person? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's why, like on a day like today, when we're thinking about somebody like Kobe Bryant, who was so much more than a basketball star you know he's kind of like part basketball star part philosopher in some ways um people admired him as a father obviously respected him as a the way he put his relationship back together as a husband and so on it's just one of those things again the wind's gonna blow the sun's gonna shine the waves are gonna crash on the beach all of this is happening with me or without me on this planet with kobe or without kobe on this planet so my point is, on a day like today, like I'm pumping my brakes just a hair, and I'm like, just be a little bit more conscious of what's going on, because all this stuff out here is going on with me or without me. So, you know, live. 
And I was having that revelation today, George, as I was taking a walk with my 16-year-old daughter, which I never really get a chance to do in the middle of the day. I was like, man, you got to live. You got to live. You got you to celebrate. You got to have fun. You got to enjoy. Even when times are tough. I'm telling you, man, you got to live because you just never know. And, and all this stuff that's going on around us is happening with us or without us. It's my message today, George. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah. Listen, I think that every day you should take a moment I to, you know, Jim Valvano said this in his famous SB speech at the first SB Awards, right? You should take a minute every day to kind of just laugh and, you know, cry and, and just kind of live life, right, to its it's fullest. That's a good day if you can laugh and cry in the same day. Right, yeah, Yeah. and I think that that's just kind of it. Like, you should take a moment to look around because that moment that you're in, regardless of what it's in and where you're at, is probably never going to happen in that same exact way again. Mm -hmm. It's a Mm -hmm. snapshot of your life. And, yeah, you should certainly – I guess you you should certainly – take advantage of whatever finite amount of time we have here. Because, again, everything is borrowed time. Amen to that. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of think like, hey, um, I'm entitled to grow old, and then one day I'm going to grow old. No, you're not. I'm just going to die in my bed one day because I'm old. Like, we're not not entitled to that. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. And, and, you know, I got two quick anecdotes to add to that. Like, I've told this story on the air before. I remember being at the last game Kobe was at the arena. I was doing the game. It was Lakers-Dallas. There was a funny exchange I'll never forget with him and Luka as Luka was inbounding the ball right in front of him and Gigi, and he's cursing at him in Slovenian, and Luka turned around and kind of laughed, like, who is that talking? And he realized it was him, and they had, like, a fun exchange. And I remember Luka got hurt in that game. He turned his ankle. I was in the back of the building, like, in the corridor area near the locker room waiting for an update on Luka. And Kobe came by before halftime. Like, I guess he, he wanted to go to the restroom or something or whatever. Um, and I just kind of gave him a quick head nod, quick head nod back, you know, right? And that was it. Like, there wasn't an actual interaction because I was like, I got to worry about with Luca, right? Like, I need to get this thing on the air as quickly as possible. And it wasn't like where if it was maybe pregame or even postgame, maybe I would have had a brief conversation with him and and just been like, and that kind of stinks, right? Like, because I'm like, man, if I would have, obviously, if you know that's the last time you're ever going to see someone, you would have a more in-depth conversation with them, mm-hmm. even though he and I were not super close, but always cordial, um, more than a head nod for sure, <laughs> you know? So it, there is that. And look, I just had a friend recently who's um, you know, a very close friend of mine, uh, whose brother, who I was also very close with, passed away. You know, it just, it happens. Like, life happens very quickly, and you have to uh, acknowledge that, and you have to understand that that's part of the deal, you know? And, and and it's not just even, like, just passing away. Like, just so funny you're saying this. The other day, I told you I took my daughter to, to school. I dropped her off at Tulane, right? And I texted my best friend, and I said, hey, you know, life is moving very fast, but you and I should both pump our brakes right now and acknowledge that our two daughters are now going to college together. You know, he lives in Florida. I live in California. Best friends since we're like 10 years old. And now our two daughters go to college together. The memorable moments in your life, you need to document them in your, in your, not only, not only literally like on Instagram or whatever, but in your own mind, right? Like to know like, hey, this is a cool moment. Let me kind of reflect on this. Right. And I'm getting a lot of feedback right now, George, in the Sedano and Cap live chat on YouTube. Beto is telling, he's calling me Philoso Cap. Hmm. You know, and uh, and Omar Lopez is telling me that I'm getting old and I'm feeling it. Yeah, uh, he you also know? put in the Sedan and Cap Circle of Trust, uh, Revocaption 
Time was awesome. Uh, look around, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting Cappy Philosophy 101. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, and Beto is telling me that pump your brakes, using that phrase, is sus. Yeah. It's kind of sus. So, yeah, uh, you know, look, it, it stinks having Kobe around. It was, we were wa- What were we watching while I was on vacation? Oh, um, my brother-in-law and my father-in-law, while we were on vacation, had never seen the Redeem Team documentary. Well, you had your father-in-law and your brother-in-law. Yeah, we had a big house. How was it? It was nice. There was everybody a sep- get along. Yeah, it was big house. Everybody no was kind of in their own areas. Yeah, yeah, it was actually great. I mean, I had someone to leave the kids with when we wanted. I just wanted to go and yeah. be by myself for a few minutes. Now you're talking. You call your in-laws the outlaws, or you call them the in-laws? The in-laws. Yeah, I called my previous in-laws. Well, the you also have a different relationship with well, them. Yeah. yeah, it was not good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, we saw the Redeem team, and we were watching in that documentary. Obviously, there's a lot of Kobe in that documentary. Love that doc. Um, and my wife just like blurted out, she's like, "I still can't believe that he's not here." And it's crazy. It is kind of crazy when you think about it. Still, um, and it's been years. Well, that was my point. Yeah. That you know, when somebody as famous and as loved as Kobe Bryant tragically passes the way he did. Again, I go back to the wind is going to blow, the sun is going to shine, and the, and the waves are going to crash on the beach, and people are going to drive in their cars, and people are going to walk on the streets, and life is going to happen with us or without us. Even with somebody like Kobe Bryant, life is going to happen with or without Kobe Bryant, and it's just hard to believe still all these years later. Yeah, kind of crazy. So yep. we'll have more uh, cool sound bites from Kobe uh, to honor him today on Mamba Day. And coming up next, Cappy, let's dive into some football, you know, because I hate football so much that we're going to dive into football. We've got Rams news. We've got mm-hmm. Raiders news mm-hmm. and some Chargers anecdotes to mm-hmm. run by you. Mm-hmm. We'll get to all that coming up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks, Chris. And anytime I have an excuse to play R&B, even though Beto wasn't a fan when I when he was sitting in for you, Sedano, to play R&B because we're in afternoon drive, I'm like, you know what? I don't care. This is my thing. I yeah. love R&B. So you do what you want to do, boo. Babyface released his third album for the Cooling You, which is this is a song. Mm-hmm. Eh, on Epic Records in 1993. I was a little baby, but I love R&B, so I wanted to give a little shout-out to Babyface. Shout-out to R&B. Hey, what's that phrase that people use where they say, um, don't put baby in the corner? Is that Am I getting the phrase yeah, right? Yeah, it's from Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. Really? That's from Dirty Dancing? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Literally, the line is, don't ever put baby in a corner. Yeah. Okay, so when you don't put baby in a corner, like if I want to use that phrase, which apparently is not nearly as contemporary as I thought it was, <laughs> um, 
How? What is the proper usage of "Don't put baby in the corner"? I mean, it was used in a movie when he they literally sat her in a corner, yeah. and he was saying like, "Don't put her in a corner because she deserves you know yeah. more more shine than that." Okay, Dirty yeah. Dancing. I don't remember what year it is, but it's got to be nineteen eighty seven. Okay, so you'll have to excuse me for not understanding where the phrase came. Why did Why did Baby in the Corner? Why Why is it made a comeback? Does anybody know? Uh, I've never heard anyone. use I mean, it. I, mean oh, really? I haven't heard someone use it in a really Only long you. time. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's tracking that way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to infuse all this new terminology. So uh, it's tracking towards putting Baby in the Corner. Okay. I just think it's weird because it's it's a very very literal phrase in the movie. Like she's sitting in the right. corner. Right. So what happened in the, the movie was? Did you watch the movie? Yeah, but it's 1987, George. I don't really remember the line in the movie at all. I mean, nobody it's a nobody f- puts baby in the corner, right? right? It's a pretty famous movie. Uh, I mean, there's that, um, right, and it's, it's on like all the time, ago. yeah, everywhere. All the time. Like you literally can't go a weekend without it being on on some channel. Mm-hmm. I can't really say that I do a lot of channel surfing. I'm like more uh, no, like that's a right. Specific... You, you just speak into your, uh, <laughs> you no, speak I'm, into your uh, remote. Right. I'm more specific. I'm like, you know, like NFL preseason. There you go. Or you whatever know. Rachel wants to watch. So L- Lindsay's right. What happened was at the end of the, the movie, the vacation or whatever, they're doing the big dance thing, like the party or whatever. And she wanted to do the dance, perform the dance, the dirty dance. Right. And... Her parents were like, no, you can't do that, blah, 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 blah. And then they, she, she had to sit with her parents who had a table in the literal corner. And then that's they say you can't put baby in the corner. Oh, all right. Well, um, I'm, I'm now using that. I mean, I know it's, it's 40 years old, but I'm now using that phrase, nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah. Well, what, but what is your, I guess I'm wondering, like, since this was a literal line in the movie. Yeah. Um, and it was a literal expression. What right. is the nuance that you're trying to convey here? Well, I'm trying to. That's what I was asking you. Well, it's not. It's is not how, a nuanced how, phrase at all. How should yeah, I use it? It was very literal yeah. in the moment where um, uh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze's yeah. character says, "Nobody puts baby in a corner." Oh, and he grabs well, her, and he grabs her and starts dancing now with her. I had the time of my life, and there you go. Wow. wow. Love that scene. Great scene. All right, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I'll go on YouTube. Such a good movie. Just I watch. Just go watch that one scene. You can yeah, find that's it on what I'm YouTube. Doing. I'm doing the scene. I'm not watching the whole movie. Yeah. I'm watching the Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner scene. That's one of those that my wife watches every time she spots it on TV. Mm. I feel like if I like passed through it, I, I would definitely keep it on. She watches that, A League of Their Own. What's another movie? I've had oh, for me, it's more own. like Stripes. If I'm passing by and I see Stripes, I'm in for the rest no, of the movie. For me, it's more like Pulp Fiction. Oh, what? Pulp Fiction, I could easily be in for the rest of the movie, unless there's commercials. Yeah, I was going to say, Pulp Fiction is one where they have to edit it so much that you just have to laugh, because yeah, when they really use bad. swear yeah. words, they use stupid things to like replace yeah. it no, with No, like, I'm talking about like cable, cable. I can't watch the second story of the of the movie. Oh, you, you know, know what I mean? An- another one I stop at all the time? Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh, no, not me. Love Kill Bill. No. Volume 1 Bill. is no. out of control good. No. You've you never seen that movie? No, I've seen it, but it's not like, but it doesn't have the status of stop what you're doing and watch it. What? Kill no, Bill not, Volume 1. For for, particularly the last, the, the last fight scene when she fights the crazy 88 and mm. Lu, um, Lucy Liu. Yeah. And uh, in that Japanese restaurant, bar, whatever they're at, like that. That fight scene is out of control. Yeah, that um, that Quentin Tarantino junt didn't really do it for me. Wow. Yeah, like I was. I did didn't you not like, like martial arts flicks growing up? Um, no, I did, but I, that one for some reason, like it just never stood out to me as like, wow, that's the kind of movie I got to see over and over again. Whereas Pulp Fiction, I've seen like 45, 50 times. You know what I mean? You should rewatch it because I feel like 
I don't know. I think, I think I'm going to go watch Dirty Dancing. I'm going to put Baby in the corner. By, yeah. by the way, I have an update on the, the USC tickets, Mason yeah. and Cappy situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I texted Mason at the beginning of the show that said, did you get the tickets back yet mm-hmm. from Cap? Mm-hmm. George wanted me to ask, and he just texted me now, trying to figure out how to get the transfer back from him working on it. So I wrote, well, he said he accepted them and sent them to you, so I'd think you'd get an email like someone sent you tickets. But so I if think it would be a text rather than an email, because I received the tickets by text, and then when I clicked on the link... I had to accept them. And then by accepting them, I wanted to transfer them. And then by transferring them, it asked for his phone number, not his email address. So if he didn't get a text saying that, then Mm -hmm. something happened. Yeah, you didn't send them back properly. I I didn't just really, recall them. He I didn't just want to accept them. them though. Like I didn't even want. Like I thought by not accepting them, he could go back in there and get them and transfer them to somebody other than me. Yeah, you can recall because I've done that. So why no, don't you guys just recall? Well, you can't. You can't recall them. The way they just kind of like float into the ether. We were talking about this yesterday with some of the most of these ticketing sites. If you send them to someone and they don't accept them, you don't have the option to to yeah, take them do. back. I've done it. For uh, like only on some on Ticketmaster, yeah. you do. I believe. I was like, because I've recalled the but tickets, but not not on not and def, uh, and maybe access too. But I don't believe. But Wait, what is this one? Vivid. He's getting it through a secondary okay, yeah. ticket. So then why you would can't. he do that? That's different. Yeah. I, I don't understand oh, why. Yeah. Why would he have bought mm-hmm. them through somebody other than SC? I mean, the tickets were available. Maybe he just wanted like I don't know better specific seats, seats yeah. that he wanted, right. so everyone maybe. could sit together, and that's the only way right. to get them. Right, sit together, you and Rachel and him and his crew, and you know. Yeah. Hmm. They, it's true. There it is. Nobody put baby in a corner. Now you put Mason in a corner, clearly. Well, you know, once I found out that Juan wasn't going, that changed everything for me. You know, because Juan hates SC. Juan hates SC? That's right. How do you know? Because he May told me. Said, yeah. yeah, he told me. He's a UC guy, so he doesn't uh, like USC. He, he uh, likes UC schools. Yeah, and you know, I know Alex Michelson uh, from Channel Eleven always goes to the games with Mace. Well, that's who, and 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 Mace was like, dude, you know, Alex is coming. He wants to hang out with you. It's been a long time. I'm like, I know, me too. He was at the game when I went with Mason Slee. Yeah, they we go all the time. time. Yeah, yeah they're part of like, the crew that go to the USC games. They're like BFFs. Yeah, I met him at one of Mason's parties years ago. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. Great guy. Uh, uh, he's very. He's a great guy, and he's an excellent anchor. Um, now, Cappy, speaking yes, le, speaking of football, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to run through this quick and finish Football. it in the last segment mm. because we've got big deal or no deal coming up next. So, where do you want to go? Rams, Chargers, or Raiders first? Um, if you're giving me the choice, I'll start with the Raiders. So apparently, the Raiders could potentially have a QB controversy brewing. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'll listen, but I'm not sure I believe it. Aiden McConnell, the rookie making mm-hmm. a serious bid for the starting job, according mm-hmm. to reports. A lot of the reporters on the beat are tweeting about how Aiden McConnell is surprising people within the organization on his performances thus far. Now, Aiden O'Connell has was a good college quarterback. He played for um, Purdue. Jeff Brom was his coach, who's now at Louisville, um, where he played. But he was a college quarterback and played – be- did Jeff Brom play in the pros? I want to say for Brown, a minute he did, yeah, right? He, I think he played college ball at Louisville. He did play college ball at Louisville, yes. And I, I feel like he had a short-lived NFL career. Correct. I want to say – yeah, like probably for like a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, so good quarterback coach uh, he had in, in college and, and head coach in this particular scenario. 
So he's a good kid. Like he threw for, I looked it up just now, 9,000 yards, over 9,200 9, yards in 33 starts. That's good. That's like 300 yards a, a start, basically. Well, and it's also, it sounds like, you know, a three-year starter who averaged over 3,000 yards per year. I mean, right. that's, a, that's a prolific college football career. And, and here's what, I've, what I believe moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't mean that Aiden O'Connell will be this, or but we have seen Brock Purdy, right, recently. And I know that for the most part, it was a lot of um, – Tom Brady used to get that distinction of being the late round guy or whatever. But here's what I will say. And if Beto were here, he could back me up. And I, I would imagine that that you would too, because I know you, you, you've you been to a lot of high school games. The quarterback position now is more impressive at a young age than it's ever been before. Because oh, dude. there is a specialization, particularly for quarterbacks, there's all these Elite 11 camps, right? There's all these camps where these kids end up playing. The Manning Academy, all that's all these high school kids end up there. There's a lot of these, including our guy Danny Hernandez, right, who's the big quarterback whisperer guru for young kids here in Southern California now. Uh, a lot of these kids are getting training that they didn't get, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. George, did you see what USC did just the other day? Yeah, they added they, the, uh, the number saw, one quarterback recruit. Right, right. No, the number one quarterback recruit. Not for this year. For yeah, twenty twenty five. Twenty twenty six. Oh, twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Right. right. So, yeah. so what USC has is they've got Caleb Williams now, the defending Heisman Trophy they got winner. Malachi Nelson. Malachi was... Nelson from Los Alamitos is coming. Yeah. And then after that, they got this kid from from Georgia, who's like a sixteen year old high school sophomore. Right. So to your point, yes, these kids are being coached professionally younger, and they're becoming more. They're becoming literally excellent passers by the time they're 16 years old it's hard to believe actually yeah so i'm with you so like aiden o'connell who was a good college quarterback right has a chance because it's not like jimmy garoppolo is like this great quarterback like yeah he's won a lot but he was on the niners i know but george listen uh, here's where i'm going to push back i'm not saying that aiden o'connell is going to be the starting quarterback but what i'm saying is i think we're going to see more and more of these kids who are not first round picks play in the nfl like I, I, and play significant I, roles I, listen there have been plenty of examples of guys who were not first round picks who maybe even were undrafted yeah by the way uh, real quick careers. jeff brahm's six-year career in the nfl where, where would he play did he play uh, every a bunch of different teams yeah uh, the chargers okay jeff Brom. okay yeah yeah uh washington san francisco uh-huh. tampa bay denver Cleveland finished oh. his career in Cleveland. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I, don't, I mean, I listen, six that. year career, it looks like he's been on seven teams, you know? Yeah. But here's the thing about this young kid, uh, Aiden O'Connell. Look, when you're a fourth round draft choice, the likelihood of you in your first year even being a backup quarterback, yeah. the, the percentages are not high. No. Now, in the case of, let's say, Stetson Bennett, for example, He's also a mid-round pick, and he's also projected to be the Rams' backup quarterback. But nobody's talking about him as being a starter because no one thinks he's done anything that impressive. But Aiden O'Connell's had a really nice preseason. Um, But in my opinion, a fourth-round rookie only will play in case of an emergency. You gave up on Derek Carr, and by all accounts in New Orleans, they say he's looked great. You gave up on Derek Carr to go get Jimmy Garoppolo because he knew your system and he knew your coach, and he's been very successful, even if not a great passer with a win-loss record. I just would find it really hard to believe that this kid 
would get significant playing time because he's played in a couple no, of No, they're going to start games. Jimmy Garoppolo, but if he's not good, they're going to go to him. I would say um, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get every opportunity to be good, and when he gets hurt, and notice I said when, that's when this kid might have his chance. Yeah. And uh, then he might turn into Brock Purdy. Right? Make noise. Because if it wasn't... <laughs> If it wasn't for Garoppolo's injuries last year, we may never have heard of Brock Purdy. Right. Maybe if you're if you're a young quarterback, you want Jimmy Garoppolo on your roster. Right. <laughs> I want to be Jimmy Garoppolo's backup so I can be a starter in two weeks. So that's the Raiders. We're going to do big deal or no deal. In the last segment, we'll do I, we'll try to accomplish both the Rams and the Chargers. And I have a very, very important dealer's choice. Oh, well, then maybe we'll save one of those for tomorrow. Okay. You decide. Um, no, you can decide. No, you decide. No, because you know you love football. Well, you don't love football. Uh, according to you. I love basketball. You definitely don't. I do. Maybe. I love basketball the way you love football. Uh, no. I definitely love football more than you love basketball. No way, I literally man. will inject the, uh, the red zone into my veins. <laughs> you will, huh? Straight through. <laughs> Intravenously. Dude, let me tell you something. I love basketball so much, I go to a WNBA game on occasion. Right, and you didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we got to go to break because Laura literally yelled in my ear. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Oh, she was on a call. And I'm back now. I was just getting our winners for the uh, tickets. More tickets? Who won? Yeah, yeah it is a USC ticket Thursday. Oh, I didn't realize we were giving away that many. In one, I thought it was just one time. No, Masticetas. No, no. Si. Masticetas? Si. Yeah. Oscar. Boletos. Oscar si. and Oscar Alex. Boletos. Yeah. Oh, uh, Boletos is not Oscar's last name? No. no. Oh. It's tickets is Boletos. Si, Boletos. Mm-hmm. It is USC Boletos uh, Thursday. All right, so I had two uh, things that, or three things that I had already planned on using for a big deal or no deal, but then this story just came out literally a couple minutes ago from the New York Times. Okay. Basically, Giannis okay. says that he doesn't plan on signing an extension until he knows the Bucks will continue to compete for a championship. Woo-hoo-hoo! He said, quote, 
there will never be hard feelings with the Milwaukee Bucks. Where did Bucks. he say this? New York Times. No, I I know in the New York Times, but where was he when he said this? <laughs> in Greece. Uh, right, because this is what happens, right, okay? Guys, guys get away from their team. In the NBA, I have seen the international guys go to their home country or something. Tony Parker did this one time and spoke to some French outlet, and all of a sudden it became like international news. And then he was like, oh, I, I had no idea. Like He was like, oh, no, I didn't mean what I said. And Giannis has pulled this before. Too, so that's why I'm curious as to where he was. Well, it's funny because he he like heavily emphasized his family and spending time with his family and having to you know to be an NBA champion and play in the NBA, you have to sacrifice so much time away from your family. And mm-hmm. he said like you know if if I think we're gonna if I'm gonna have to sacrifice my time with my family and I don't think we're gonna win a championship, then I'm not signing. Woo, man! It looks like this interview was done in L.A. Oh wow, yeah, it's a big like it's a yeah, I'm looking at it here. This is like a huge cover story on yeah. Giannis in the New York Times. Yeah, he said at the end of the day, being a winner, it's over that goal. Winning a championship comes first. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and not win another championship. Wow, that, that is huge news. Like, that is not a small thing. No, but isn't that funny, though? Like, I think a lot of us look at guys and are like, hey, wouldn't your goal be to be with one team your entire you know uh, career? And he's saying, I don't want to be with them if they're not going to win. So that is this a big deal, George? That is interesting. That is a big deal. I mean, he's arguably the best player on the planet right now at this stage of his career. That's not a small thing. Yeah, Hello, I'm gonna, uh, Giannis. What's up? All that. Laker fans right now, yeah, hashtag like, future hey, Laker. Let's hey. go. So hey. LeBron's going to retire and we can get Giannis? Well, I mean, can't isn't he eligible for the extension? Like in was this summer? Weeks? Yeah. I mean, this. I'm sorry, this off season or this season? Sorry. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I I don't think there was a whole lot of doubt. Contract. There was a whole lot of doubt of whether or not he'd sign an extension, right? This is the first. Uh, no, no. As as a matter of fact, that to the contrary, Brian Windhorst has reported that he thinks it's going to be a huge moment if, whether he decides to sign it or not. So, I, are, we, are you saying that he would be an available free agent after this upcoming season? No, no. no. Twenty five, twenty twenty six. Yeah, okay. twenty twenty six. He has a okay. player option. Okay. But well, he has, twenty five. He's got a player option, right? And then he's unrestricted in twenty six. But he's he is eligible to. So he's got two more seasons that he definitely can play for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, listen, if LeBron retires in two years, I'm saying you know, come to LA, beautiful LA, where champions are made. Where apparently I'm he did saying. this interview for the New York Times. I mean, you know, read the signs, people. I gotta go for the LA Times. Yeah, I gotta read all of this only because. Now I'm gonna read I'm this when totally, I get home. I yeah, didn't I know. See this. I'm, I'm, it's it's a very very long. Like you said, it's like a cover story. Oh, it's a I, have huge a, I, have a, cover I have a quick story. question. Okay, um, yeah. If I go to this uh, article, you gotta you gotta be there's a subscriber. N- no, okay. no, there's not a paywall because I think okay. I recently. No, I do. I open it with no paywall. Okay, because I yeah. every time I ever no, use the New York Times, every time I use the New York Times, there's a paywall, and I I'm I'm always like three paragraphs in, and then it says continue, click here, but pay for it. I'm like. You guys teased me with three paragraphs, and now I don't have the rest of this story. But I don't know now because now that like the New York Times owns the Athletic, and then the Athletic doesn't have like the sports it'll all get and, aggregated where you need yeah. it. Can't yeah, Kathy, there's a a little um, secret someone told me that works here that you can get, and then you can read it. I'll, I'll, I'll show all you have you to do, Cap, is Google the headline, and you'll find it. It's that simple. Okay. Well, I oh no, yeah, trust me, to, you'll find it. Yeah. Maybe Google I was the thinking I have to go incognito. Yeah, wow. I have to go no, in you, incognito uh, Chrome. Usually, within like 10 minutes, if you Google the headline, someone will have repurposed it on some site somewhere. Yeah, it's asking, this is one of those you gotta pay for. Well, oh, wait, hold on, continue without upgrading. No. Oh, no, you can read it. Yeah, you can read it. You just I, have to, con- you have to keep hitting continue without upgrading, Cappy. 
Oh, really? Yeah. You can right, read it. it. Tanya Ganguly, who used, to, who used to work for the LA yeah. Times. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. All right. Anyway, listen, I'm already seeing Giannis won't sign an extension until title commitment, and this is on ESPN already. Woo, boy. So what exactly does he mean by that, though, George? Like, they need to put some more pieces around me type of thing, or so what, what does he mean? Here's what I... Do you want me to recklessly speculate? Yes, recklessly speculate. Disclaimer. Cappy, this is reckless speculation. Oh, do that again. This is reckless speculation. All right, I like that. That was a good drop. Uh, Cappy, <laughs> would you like me to recklessly speculate? I want you to go beyond reckless speculation. I want us to. I want you to tell us what you might know. I'm just going to recklessly speculate. I don't know anything. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. <laughs> so don't aggregate me. I aggregate be- this man. I-, I believe that he looks at his team, right, and he looks at an aging roster, right. Chris Middleton just re-upped. He's been injury-prone recently. He's had some issues with his body betraying him. You know, and I think he realized, wait, we've now been upset twice in three years by Jimmy Butler and, and the Miami Heat. And Bam Adebayo does a really good job, as good as you can do, of defending Giannis. And I think he looks around and he's like, we have a better team on paper than these guys. We can't get over the hump other than the one year we won the championship. So, like, I want to be there consistently. I want to be fighting for titles every year. I don't want to get knocked out in the first round in embarrassing fashion. By the way, in retrospect now, remember his whole speech to Eric? Remember? Yeah. No no failure. There is no failure. Well, oh, it, he's like, yeah, listen, Eric. There's no failure, but yet he's like, he doesn't want to not compete for championships i thought there was uh, no failure well that's i'm so glad you brought that up yeah that's very contradictive of itself isn't it well i mean listen on one hand you know we played earlier today a kobe bryant soundbite where kobe's like there's no failing if you don't do well on monday you come back on tuesday if you don't do well on tuesday you come back on wednesday failure doesn't exist that was what kobe said but but we look at what kobe said now and we think of it as being philosophical we look at what Giannis said and we look at it as being soft it is interesting to me that he didn't think that his team failed this year, and yet now he's holding them to a different standard. Well, but I, I think Kobe's talking about, like, I don't think in they're general. A- apples to apples, right? Yeah, because I, Kobe I, did I say, yeah. yeah, he said in another, a whole other interview where he was like, yeah, we failed because we didn't win. Right. right. Yeah. So all I'm saying is this, though, that I think when you're young, you're already extremely wealthy, and you already have a championship, you start getting raw. You know, yeah, and it's I, like either either help me find a way to win another championship, or you're going to lose me. I I agree. So I, this is a big deal, and huge it, deal. His in, it's interesting that he can't opt out in two years. Now, again, I I just I think he looks around and he sees right. Boston is still young and good, right, and they're going to be there. And he sees you know maybe Miami gets Dame. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, we can't even beat them without him. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're going to beat him with him. And and he looks at his guys and Drew Holiday's a good player, but not a great player. He's a, I would say he's he's in the hall of very good. You know what I mean? Like Drew Holiday. He's one of the best perimeter defenders. He's a really good offensive player. Great Southern California kid. But he's not like one. Of, he's not Damian Lillard. Right. For example. So. And with Middleton's body failing him, I I can just see him putting the pressure on the team. And by the way, that's what Kobe did. That's what LeBron has done historically. And Giannis, Kevin Durant, that's what Giannis is. He's in that class of player. Like, he is an all-timer. 
Can I give you guys a money quote from this article I'm just reading right now? Yeah. Winning a championship comes first. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't win another championship. Yeah. Looks Tells me he's looking somewhere else. Well, or well he's, no, he's putting the pressure on his franchise. Or he's, or he's looking at his options. Yeah, he's yeah, putting the pressure. What did Anthony Davis's new contract extension that he had just signed, how long was that? Does anybody remember that? I think it's a couple years. Three years, I want to say. But, I, but Anthony Davis has this year coming up, and I want to say one more year on the previous deal, and then is it is it three or four more years after that? The reason I'm asking is so because... So Anthony I'm, Davis yeah. uh, signed... He had... Two more years left on the deal, and then there's three on top of that. Okay, so five years. So Anthony Davis has a five-year deal with the Lakers right now. Right, through 2028. But if Giannis, two years from now, were available... The Lakers could, if LeBron wasn't there, and his salary is technically will be off the books then, Mm -hmm. then yeah, they could afford Giannis. Would they want Giannis and AD... Or might AD's contract three years from now, or two years from now, be a tradable, attractive contract, assuming he's healthy? Again, everything's assuming he's healthy. Just trying to think about that. Two years from now, could the Lakers get serious about Giannis and by the same token, if they didn't want Anthony Davis anymore, move him? Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of that depends on his health status at that point. I think pretty much but everything could AD depends and, on his health, could right? AD and, and Giannis play together? Yeah, I, I think it'd be possible. You'd need a lot of shooting around them. Very interesting story, Lindsay Baseball. That's the best big deal or no deal we've done in a while. I was going to say, it took up the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, by wow. the way, a quick update before we go to break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mason said, I haven't gotten tickets yet. And I said, I he must have messed something up. And you said, he wrote back, I think he did with a mad face with the expletives in front of it. Dude, I didn't mess anything up. Well, All he- it said to me was, do you want to transfer the tickets? I said transfer. It said to who? I wrote in Mason's name, and it asked me for his phone number. I gave the phone number. Um, I, Maybe I you even, mistyped the phone number? Well, he can see it. I sent him the receipt. Oh, okay. I only brought it up because he said that, you know, I feel like usually that's pretty instant, you know? Well, I would agree. Maybe, I mean, I'm sending you the receipt now. Maybe you might look at it and go, hey, you didn't push the right button, or maybe you have to go back to your account because that's, that's the one thing that it said to me is go back to your account. So, I mean, I I don't know, maybe I did screw something up. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. But I feel terrible about it. (laughs) (laughs) I just brought it up because I think it's funny how, like, the whole ticket thing, you always get so, like... What about the, the tickets? I don't know when to send them. It's hard, it's hard for me. You know, these, are, these are hard things for me. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We got a dealer's choice coming up next. The show has flown by today. Yeah. Good broadcast, George. Solid. Solid effort all the way around. Sure, I would agree. Despite you peddling your quarterback documentary on us. Yeah, I don't know why you guys are so angry about it. I mean, I'm just enjoying it, and it's just, it's just entertainment. You guys are so angry. Yeah. You know? Even you got excited about Giannis. Well, I think this Giannis story is interesting to me. I mean, he's already won a championship, and he had the best team in the East this past season. Weren't they the number one seed? And didn't and they, Right, and they lost in the first round. They got right. upset by Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Right, so you ran into a team in Miami that was getting hot at the right time and was blasting through and... You know, they, they thought they had championship aspirations. And, um, you know, you, you lost in the first round. You're the, it, it, here's my point. It's not as if the Milwaukee Bucks weren't positioned to potentially try for another title. They were. They failed. He said, Adek, there is no failure in sports. He schooled everybody. Just because you lose when you're the number one seed to the eighth seed doesn't mean you failed. We all look at it as, yes, yes, you did. Yeah, and it was more like Eric. Yeah, Eric. Yeah. So anyway, I am curious about it. Oh I boy, am curious. Oh boy, we should get Tanya Ganguly on, maybe tomorrow. Okay. What else are we going to do on a Friday in August? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Talk a bunch of nonsense. I know it's almost. Hey, but listen, it's the following Friday. Um, you know, it will be the Labor Day weekend holiday. Yeah. And then the following Friday, September eighth, right. it's going to go crazy. Yeah, you guys are going to have a blast because the Circle of Trust has a guest list. That is taking over the 19th hole. Yeah. The day of the ESPN 710 golf tournament at Black Gold. Yeah. And last night, George, at the at the Angels game. Yeah. I mean, it's all everybody was talking about is what their game plan is, led by the leader of the circle, Crypto Ray. So they got big plans on September 8th. So, I mean, summer's going to come to an end. Football season's going to start. And we're going to be sprinting towards the end of the year. What's your dealer's choice, Cappy? My dealer's choice is an important piece of social commentary today. And I want to talk to all criminals who are tuning in this afternoon. Okay. I want to talk to all bad guys. I want to talk to all robbers. Yo, yo, yo. Listen to me. The guys who do the street tacos in their food trucks, those guys are off limits. Do not be taking your your piece and showing up at the end of the night and ripping some dude off for $1,200 in cash. By the way, we've been talking a lot about going cashless. Maybe this is why people are going cashless. There is a story today, George, in the L.A. Times about how these street taco truck people, these vendors, are targets of violent crime. Now, I don't know about the rest of you guys. I love going to these street taco guys. I love going to the trucks. I love going to the setups. And, and I think what's so cool about it is is the social media followings that these guys come up with, guys and girls. And so you're like, hey, look, 
I'm going over to this part of town to see this taco guy because he's got great tacos and I want to go there. And the story in the L.A. Times is that these guys show up with guns and they rip off all this. Ca- these are regular people, dude. Yeah. You're, you're a regular guy with a food truck. You park it on the street. You set up. You put out a social media campaign and you hope that people come and you hope you can make money. And at the end of the day, you got $1,200 in cash and some guy's got a gun to your head. Give me all your money. Yo, listen to me. All robbers, all thieves, all bad guys. The taco trucks are off limits. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Do not go rob these guys. They're trying to make a living, these people. These are good, honest, working people. They're not making millions of dollars. Hands off the taco truck people. You feel me, George? I feel you. I mean, just ridiculous, dude. I mean, I look at these folks that set up these taco shops, whether it's a truck or it's on the street, and they're just out there hustling, trying to make some good food and trying to make a couple dollars for their family. And at the end of the night, some criminal shows up, puts a gun to their head and takes their $1,200 that they've made all day. Yo, not cool. Not cool. Plus, not to mention, I'm sitting there on a crate trying to eat a fried shrimp taco. I don't need to be around that nonsense. Taco trucks, off limits, robbers. Stay away. Good luck at a bank. Leave the taco shops alone. You feel me? Rack them. Please do. What do you think about that piece of social commentary, people? Yeah, I, I listen, I agree. I'm with you, Cap. I mean, street vendors in general have been very targeted, and I don't talk about it because, you know, it's like another thing. But that's why there there is a lot, a huge campaign for them to go cashless because of that. But even when that's happening and they are cashless, they'll take the merch or whatever they have. They still get beat up. So, I mean, it's bleep for sure. Dude, uh, I mean, they're taking nothing. Like like one guy got all beat up and had a gun put in his head for $40. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and these guys are such obvious easy targets. You know what I'm saying? They're so obviously easy. Just come on. The taco truck industry is off limits. Street vendors in general. Okay, I'm just using taco truck know, guys. I'm, I'm just general, you know. You're saying that it's off limits to do something illegal. You are not to rob the taco truck street vendor people. Leave them alone. But you can rob other people? I'm not saying rob other people. I'm just saying, hey, you know, if you're going to rob somebody, go for a million dollars at a bank, oh, not okay. $1,200 <laughs> from a street taco okay. guy. I just think it's funny. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, Cap, but at the same time, like, nobody should rob anyone ever. Hey, look. Ever. It's a horrible thing to be to find yourself in a position where the only way you can get money or food or or anything is to steal it from somebody else and hurt them. But these taco people, I'm telling you, yeah, they're listen, everywhere. They're, they're, and and they are trying to they're earn trying. A, a, a living right. in a very difficult way. It's a challenging way to learn to earn a living already to begin with. Um to then have to deal with um that is yeah. It's very. It makes it even more challenging, more difficult, right? You don't want. I mean, to Lindsay's point, you shouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> but yes, like to target people who are most vulnerable uh, also makes it uh, very sad, is what I would say. Yeah. Plus, I don't need any of that danger when I'm getting some tacos on the streets. Yeah. Keep that away from me, Jack. All right, Cappy, we're done here. Yeah, we are. Great job, Cappy, Lindsay, loud out, funchy. We will talk to you mañana. <laughs> 